0: hello and welcome to the great gildersleeve from otrgold.com this episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors the Kraft foods company presents the great gildersleeve <laughs> It's The Great Gildersleeve, starring Harold Perry, brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company, makers of a complete line of famous quality food products. Now let's see what goes on with The Great Gildersleeve. He comes home in the evening and finds the hall table piled up
1: as usual with everything under the sun. Confound it, let's clean up this mess here. Leroy, Marjorie. Please. Why must everybody pile everything on this table? Good evening, Bernie. Dinner's
2: just about ready. Right away. Marjorie? Hello, Auntie. Your hat.
1: Leroy? Did you call me, Auntie? Get this out of here. I'll burn it. Okay. Hereafter, I want this table. <clears throat> How long has this letter been here? Let's
2: see. Oh, that came a couple of
1: days ago. A couple of... Listen, mail is important. Don't you know that? Lying around here for a couple of days. Suppose that was a check for a million dollars, Leroy? I'm asking you, suppose that was a check for a million dollars.
2: Why, let's open it and see.
1: Uh, (laughs) Leroy, have you washed your hands?
2: I wasn't reading it off.
1: Have you washed your hands?
2: Sure. Well, go wash them. Okay.
1: man has no more privacy around here than... What day is this, Marjorie? Wednesday. I mean, what date?
3: I think it's the third
1: Oh, my goodness Then this is for tomorrow Oh, that's terrible It says RSVP I don't know what she must think of me by now I'll just have to call her up
2: Miss Gildersley,
1: dinner uh, Bertie, do you know how long this letter has been lying on this table here? Five days At least yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, confound it is time you people around here learned that mail is important It's not something to be kicked around the house The mail must go through that's one of the first principles of our government. That's why tampering with a mail is a federal offense. That's why if I
2: wasn't tampering with it.
1: Well, I didn't mean that any you...
2: mail comes. I leave it late. Same with letters and same with checks. I don't touch nothing. Not Bertie. Same with money too. I find any money laying anywhere. I dust around
4: it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure you do. Only, yes,
5: the... sir. Nobody ain't gonna get nothing on Bertie. <laughs>
1: Well, I wasn't blaming you for this, Bertie. It's just embarrassing, that's all. A lady sends me an invitation and gets no reply. Makes me out to be very rude. Uh, yes. Well, let's have dinner, my dear. I'll call Miss Goodwin later.
3: Miss Goodwin, huh? You haven't seen her lately. Uh,
1: hardly seen her all winter. She's been very busy, I suppose. Just as I've been.
3: Anybody would be busy who had a whole school full of Leroy's.
1: Yeah, I dare say. Uh... Uh, this my napkin? Yeah, must be. Yes, that's the trouble with winter People get too busy But now that it's spring They begin to relax a little Yes, that's what's nice about spring
3: I think she's so attractive, don't you? Hmm?
1: Oh, oh yes, yes Very attractive woman, very Capable, too Capable and yet, uh, attractive (laughs) Remind me to call her right after dinner Unky Hmm? Yes, my dear?
3: Have you decided yet about tomorrow night? Tomorrow night? I mean, about Ben. You said you'd make up your mind later, and I thought, well, as long as you're going out tomorrow night...
1: Well, my dear, ordinarily I don't approve your going out on school evenings, but uh, just this once, as long as it's spring, and as long as it's Ben.
4: Oh, Unky! (laughs) Uh,
1: Go ahead. Have a good time, my dear. Where's dinner here? Where's Leroy? Leroy, I told you to come down to dinner.
4: Well, come to dinner,
1: Bertie. Hey, you can bring it on now. What's for dinner? Never mind what's for dinner. Why don't you wipe your hands on a towel, Leroy, instead of on your pants? No towel. Suppose you had no pants.
4: <laughs> if there's
1: no towel, go get one. Yes, sir. Not now. Sit down and eat.
2: Sit down and eat. Go
1: get a towel. What's it, Leroy? Uh, oh, Bertie, by the way, I guess I'll just be Leroy for dinner tomorrow night. Marjorie and I would both be going out.
2: Hey, no fair. Hey, what's the idea? Where's she going?
1: Now, Leroy?
2: Gosh, everybody gets to go out to dinner but me. I always get left. No fair. It's a dirty gym.
1: Now, now. Can
2: I have Piggy over? Can I ask him to spend the night? That's
1: up to Bertie. You'll have to ask her.
2: Oh, boy. Can I call and call him now? You
1: haven't asked Bertie yet.
2: She always says yes, don't you, Bertie? Boy, that'll be super. Piggy and I can have a neat time. I'm glad you're going out. We can have the whole house to ourselves.
1: Well, be careful what you do with it, that's all.
2: <laughs> Mr. Gillespie, excuse me. Are you talking about tomorrow night, Thursday?
1: Yeah, that's right, Bertie. Oh, my goodness. That's your day off, isn't it? <laughs> I uh, hate to ask you to change your day off again, Bertie, but... Uh... It
2: ain't that, Mr. Gilsleep. It's about Judge Hooker's dinner. Is
1: he coming here to dinner again?
2: Well, I understood you and the whole family was going over to Judge Hooker's tomorrow. Not tomorrow,
1: Bertie. Oh, no. By George, it is. It's tomorrow. Completely slipped my mind.
3: For corn's sake, do we have to go over can't there? Can't we get out of it some way,
2: Uncle Mort?
1: Golly, I'd like to. We've
2: got to, that's all. Yeah, gosh, pickle be so disappointed now if he can't come.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if the old goat didn't make such a great big thing out of it every year, confound these annual customs. Never should have got started in the first place. The whole thing is ridiculous anyway. The idea that I should have to report to him once a year on new children in the estate. That's not what a probate judge is for. Just something the old goat made up.
2: Sure, what does he know about it, the old goat? Eh,
1: yeah, Leroy. <laughs> That's not the attitude either. Judge Hooker's been a very good friend to both of you children, and to all of us. It's just that, well, confound it, I've got better things to do.
2: So have I. Me too.
1: Well, I don't know how we're gonna get out of it this late.
2: I know, tell him you're
3: sick.
1: But Leroy, that wouldn't be true.
3: Pardon me. Maybe if you explain to him, Auntie. I
1: know. I'll tell him I had a previous engagement, only I didn't know it till today. Ah! Uh, uh, that just happens, young man, to be the case. Now eat your soup. <laughs>
6: Gildy, I've ordered the whole dinner. I've ordered a special stewing hen for the fricassee. I've gone to all sorts of trouble.
1: I know, Judge, and I wouldn't have had this happen for the world. But it was one of those things, that's all. You know we do this every year. I know, but I didn't hear from you, and then this invitation came from Eve. Don't twist the facts. You heard from me before you heard from her. All right, maybe I did.
6: I know, you don't want to come to dinner. Horace. If our little custom means no more to you than that, let's skip it.
1: Well, too bad. But if he's going to be an old goat about it. Oh, well. Rockmorton. Hello, Eve. Long time no see.
7: Oh, dear! and I was just going out. That's
1: all right. I was going to phone you, even then I said to myself, no, I'll just run over there, because I owe you a thousand apologies. What for? Your invitation. It was lying on the hall table. I never found it till this evening, and then I was horrified. Oh,
7: you needn't have been. Oh,
1: but keeping you up in the air that way without an answer.
7: Oh, I wasn't expecting you, so it was all right.
1: You weren't expecting me?
7: Oh, no, Judge Hooker told me you wouldn't be able to make it. He? When I invited him. He told me all about your annual dinner.
1: Oh. Well, about that, Eve, that's all right now. Oh, I
7: quite understand, and I wouldn't interfere with it for the world. I think it's such a lovely custom. Two old friends sitting down formally to dine together once a year and toasting their friendship on the anniversary of their meeting. There's something almost classic about it, like Damon and Pythias. Such friendships are rare, Throckmorton. They deserve to be cherished.
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
7: <laughs> so please, don't think I resent your refusing my invitation to keep your engagement with your old friend. I honor you for it. Uh, In fact, I wouldn't think very much of a man who didn't.
4: Well,
1: as long as you understand, Eve. <laughs> Sorry I can't make it.
7: Oh, I do, Throckmorton. And after all, what I was planning here was nothing important. Just an evening of fun.
1: <laughs> Well, goodbye, Eve
7: Goodbye, Throckmorton Oh, and by the way If the judge's dinner ends early Drop over later
1: It'll end early, all right
0: Advice compliment on your cooking skill is a request for a second helping. And believe me, the whole family will be asking for second helpings if you cook with smooth-melting Velveeta. The rich yet mild cheddar cheese flavor of Velveeta does so much for so many foods. Velveeta puts new life into those Lenten main dishes. Fish, seafood, eggs, and macaroni. Or Velveeta makes a glorious cheese sauce for vegetables. And it's so easy. Just melt one-half pound of Velveeta in the top of a double boiler. Next, stir in one-quarter cup of milk. Then pour that golden sauce over broccoli, green beans, carrots, or cauliflower. Mmm, mmm, there won't be any leftovers. And speaking of leftovers, even they can be glamorized with Velveeta sauce. Don't forget that Velveeta helps supply high-quality, complete protein, milk minerals, food energy, and vitamin A. And it's as digestible as milk itself. So if you want compliments on your cooking, be sure to get a package of Velveeta tomorrow. It's swell for snacks and sandwiches, too. Genuine Velveeta is the cheese food of craft quality. Now let's get back to Gildersleeve. He's had to swallow his pride and ask Judge Hooker to renew his invitation. But weighing the prospects of an evening with the judge against an evening of fun and games at Eve Goodwin's, it becomes clear to him that something must be done. And so...
5: Yeah, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. (laughs) What can I do for you today?
1: TV, you can do me a favor.
5: that's what you're in business for. What's the uh, nature
1: of the favor? Well, I'll tell you. I'm going to dinner at Judge Hooker's tonight. You see, every year he... Well, I won't go into the whole boring business, but the long and short of it is, I want to get out of there. I want to get out of there early. Uh, Something else on the fire? Never mind. I want to get out and I need an excuse. That's where you come in. Where? I want you to call me up, at the judge's house. Wait till about 9.30, then call me to the telephone. Then what do I say? It doesn't matter. I just want an excuse. I'll say I got an emergency phone call and I was suddenly called away Will you do it?
5: Well, it's a little out of the pharmaceutical line
1: (laughs) Look, Peavy, all I'm asking you to do is to make a simple little telephone call All it can cost you is five cents Oh, it's not the five cents,
5: Mr. Gellisleve I know you're good for five cents (laughs) Well, what is it then? Well, suppose I call up there and Judge Hooker
1: answers. What's he going to change? You don't have to tell him who you are. Disguise your voice. Oh. Easy. <laughs> Just make it sound like somebody else. Go ahead. Now try it. Now? Now. Go ahead. Let me hear you.
5: Uh, hello, Judge Hooker. This is Mr. Peavy. Is Mr. Gilbert... Don't say it,
4: Peavy. <laughs> That'll give you a
5: sure make up a name. Oh, oh. Now, try it again. Uh, Hello, Judge Hooker. This is Mr. Uh, Smith. You sound just like
1: Peavy. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. (laughs) And you have to think of a better name than Smith. Look, Peavy, can't you fake some kind of an accent or something? Pretend you're some kind of a foreigner?
5: Well, I boarded with a Swedish landlady once.
1: Oh, fine. Then you can be a Swede. Yeah, go ahead, let's hear you
5: Hello, Judge Hooker I've been Master Johnson
4: <laughs> <laughs> Great,
1: great Do it that way, Peavy That's great
5: But Mr. Gildersleeve Suppose he asks me what I want What shall I say?
1: Tell him you want to speak to me Tell him anything Tell him my house is on fire
5: Your house is on fire
1: yeah, No, 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 that won't do He can look just down the street there Well, make up something, Peavy Tell him it's an emergency Will you do it?
4: Yeah, i Yeah,
1: all right You're my friend for life, Peavy Thanks Nine thirty tonight now, and remember, you're Swedish.
5: Let's see. Uh, hello, your choker. I've been Master Johnson. Hello, your choker. I've been Master Johnson. Hello, your choker. Up to previous pharmacy. <laughs>
1: Ready for the party?
3: Party. Yes, I'm ready.
1: You look very nice, my dear.
3: I think it's perfectly ridiculous wearing my hair like a child just to please the judge. No,
1: Marjorie, if it makes him happy. As a matter of fact, it's very becoming. After all, it's only once a year. But
3: why does everything always have to be the same? It's so boring. No,
1: no, we're all having to give up something this evening. Let's just grin and bear it, shall we? Grin, Leroy.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's that supposed to be? Judge Hooker. Oh, great, great. Are you all ready to go? Sure. <laughs> Let me look at you. <laughs> yeah, you look pretty good. Yeah, pretty good for you. You know, you're quite a nice-looking boy when you get dressed up with your hair combed. There's just one thing you ought to shine your shoes.
2: Shine my shoes? You can't shine these shoes. They're too beat up.
1: Well, then put on another pair.
2: This is the only pair I have.
1: I buy you a pair of shoes every week. It seems to me. What becomes of all the shoes I get you?
2: Well, some of them get too small. Some of them get like this A few get lost
1: yeah. Well, go upstairs and try to find some of the lost ones If you can't find any, try to polish these a little
2: Okay, gosh, all this fuss for nothing Chicken fricassee Doesn't Mrs. Fogle know how to cook anything else?
1: The judge's housekeeper is a very kind-hearted woman, Leroy She thinks you like chicken fricassee Kindly behave in such a way that she will have no reason to change your opinion
2: But it makes me sick well, don't tell her this year, we'll just have it again next year
1: You can stand it once a year?
3: I don't mind the chicken, I hate the carrot soup
1: Well, I don't really mind that It's the prune souffle <laughs> <laughs> uh, But we mustn't let the judge know, remember that
3: Uncle Mort, is there any chance of getting away early? I mean, early enough for me to... Uh,
1: I don't believe so, my dear That is uh, not early enough for you to go out with Ben
3: There's nothing to do there
2: You eat and then everybody just sits around beating their gums
1: That's the way grown-up people enjoy themselves, my boy You might as well get used to it
3: Gosh, I'd rather be a kid I suppose the judge will let us look through his stereoscope Those dull pictures of Yellowstone National Park
1: Well, you don't have to look at them if you don't want to join in the conversation
3: And listen to the judge tell about how he stole the chapel bell at college Every year he tells it.
1: Well, this year I won't let it. By George, there's such a thing as carrying politeness too far. <laughs>
6: This is certainly a joyous occasion. I've said that before, and I'll say it again.
2: Yeah, it sure is.
6: How about some more of the stewed celery, Leroy?
3: No, thanks, Judge.
6: Well, some more of the chicken, anyway. Mrs. Fogle, would you mind going around again with the chicken? Surely.
3: Oh, no, thank you, Mrs. Fogle. I couldn't possibly. It's delicious, but really... Mr. Gildersleeve.
1: Uh, Mrs. Fogle, I just don't dare. I'm known to be devoted to the pleasures of the table. But even I have to draw the line someplace.
6: Well, Leroy, I guess it's up to you to save the family reputation. Me? How about a
2: nice
3: wing, Leroy?
2: Oh, thanks, Mrs. Fogle.
1: Leroy, I think you can forget manners for once and have another helping. What? Yeah, go ahead, my boy. I'll forgive you.
2: Well, thanks, Unc, but I'm saving a little room for the dessert. You know what I hope it is, Mrs. Fogel?
6: Mrs. Fogel isn't going to let you down, Leroy Good old prune souffle
2: <laughs> Oh, boy Cheer that up? Your favorite <laughs>
1: <laughs> Take some more chicken, you little weasel
6: there's another little ceremony we go through every year. Anybody remember? Oh, well, uh, which one, Judge? The measuring. Come on over here at the door, Jam, Leroy, Marjorie.
1: Oh, for corn's sake. Yeah, come on, sir. Come on, Marjorie.
6: Now, my guess is that Marjorie has grown the most these past 12 months, beginning to look like quite a young lady.
3: But these pigtails, really, Judge? Uh,
6: where's last year's mark, Horace? I uh, see. My glasses here. Marjorie, 1945. There it is. Stand up there, my dear. Head flat against the wall. That's the way. Hold
1: still while I make the mark. There. Where is it? Right there, over your nose.
3: What? I've only grown half an inch. Honky, do you realize what that means? What? I've grown up.
1: Well, you may be right. Little Marjorie.
6: (laughs) Well, well. I suppose you'll be going to dances and all that kind of thing in another few years.
3: In another few years? Why, if it wasn't for this thing? Yes.
1: (laughs) Uh, Leroy, suppose you stand up there and see if you're getting any bigger. Are
6: you kidding? Stand still, young man. No tiptoes now, you little rascal.
1: Now, don't cheat the boy, Horace. Make the mark level with the top of his skull.
6: That's level. By golly.
1: He's grown about three
2: inches Three inches? The gym teacher at school says I grew three and a half inches since last year
1: Well, what does it matter? After all, the main thing is to have a record each year, isn't it? And as long as you're not shrinking, Leroy (laughs) Well, I should
6: say not He's getting to be a fine big boy I suppose you'll be going to college one of these days Won't you, Leroy?
2: I suppose so
6: Sending him to your alma mater, Gildy? Or do you want him to get an education? (laughs)
1: Now, listen here, you old goat. Just because you went to some little eastern college that nobody ever heard of with a football team that couldn't even beat Vassar.
6: Why, we had an excellent team. Yeah. It was an excellent college. Shh. And if Leroy happens to have an inclination toward the law, he couldn't choose a better school to give him his foundation. What about it, Leroy? Care to be an
1: attorney or a judge?
2: Nah. I want to be an airline pilot. Hmm.
1: Yes, there's it's plenty of time, Judge. The boy's not even in high school yet.
2: Well,
6: perhaps I worry unduly. I know I shouldn't. After all, both you children come from fine stock. Your mother was a cultivated, lovely woman. My sister. Your father was a splendid man. I know you both turn out all right. Yes, yes. Throckmorton, perhaps you and I should excuse ourselves and retire to my study for a little financial discussion. Huh? Leroy, I know you've been itching to get your fingers on my stereoscope all evening. You and Marjorie can examine the slides if you wish, while your uncle and I have a little talk in my study. Is this really necessary, Horace? In my opinion, it's advisable.
1: Oh, well. And come on, let's make it snappy. Only nine o'clock.
4: The
3: Grand Canyon. Look, Marge, there's a little guy riding on a mule way down at the bottom. It's probably the judge I don't want to look at those stale things anymore I wish we could go home I'd rather be in bed even We'll have to go soon It's almost 9.30 The judge has sure got a house full of junk
2: Why would anybody want a stuffed owl around the place?
3: I don't know
1: All right, children, put away the pictures The judge wants to have some kind of a ceremony
2: Another one? For corn's sake
1: Well, he claims this is a sort of a surprise Some sort of a presentation, I believe
2: I bet it's a book (sighs) Can we go home,
1: Monk. Huh? Quiet, Leroy. Soon if all goes well. Oh, hello, Horace. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
6: well, children, I have a surprise for you. For each of you. I didn't intend to save these until your respective 21st birthdays, but I've decided not to wait. Huh.
1: What's that you got there, Horace? Your strong box? Yep. Open it with a key.
6: Uh-huh. There we are. Now, Leroy, I take great pleasure in presenting you with something that was given me by my father many years ago. It's something I prize very highly, and I hope you will prize it also. It's a gold hunting case watch made by Tiffany.
2: A gold watch? Jeepers. Well. Do I get the little leather bag, too?
6: Yes, that comes with it.
2: Jeepers.
1: What do we say, Leroy?
2: Oh, yeah. Gee, thanks a lot, Judge. Marjorie, go watch.
1: I think Leroy means to be grateful, Horace. I must say, I don't know why you should give him such a magnificent present. Well, I have a deep personal interest
6: in these children, Rockmorton. An interest that extends far beyond my legal responsibilities, as I believe you know. Good old Horace.
1: By George.
6: <clears throat> now, Marjorie, I'm not forgetting you. What you'll find in this little box belonged to my sister Hazel. She was an extremely beautiful woman in her younger days. And while she grew a little heavy she remained handsome till the day of her passing. They're real pearls, my dear.
3: Real pearls?
6: Horace. Small, but real.
3: Oh, Judge. They're the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Judge, you're a darling.
1: Ah, Marjorie.
3: A gold watch. Honky, aren't they lovely? Where's the mirror? I'll look at the one in the dining
1: room. Uh, Horace, old man, honestly,
6: I don't know what to say.
3: A gold watch.
6: You don't have to say anything, old man.
1: You know that I love these children just as much as you do. You've been a second uncle to them, Horace. Isn't that true, Leroy? Hasn't the judge been a second uncle to you?
2: A gold watch on a leather
3: bag.
1: (laughs) That's chamois.
3: Oh, Judge, I don't know how to thank you. Look, honky.
1: Yes, yes. Bye, George, Horace. (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
5: Hello? Hello? Hello, I want to speak to Mr. Gildersleeve, please Mr. Gildersleeve,
6: just hold the line For you, Gildy uh, For me? Uh, who could be calling me here? It's Peavy. the man sounds drunk
1: <laughs> Why, it couldn't be Peavy, but I'll speak to him Hello? Hello?
5: Mr. Gildersleeve, the dam has forced.
1: <laughs> what?
5: I say the dam has forced. This is Johnson.
1: Oh. Well, I don't care, y- uh, Johnson. I won't be able to make it this evening. Goodbye. What's the matter, Gildy? Trouble? Uh, no, no, no. It's really nothing. These fellows can't pester me about business in the evening. Not when I'm enjoying myself with an old friend. Anyway... Uh, I was saying to Leroy, Marjorie, the judge has been a second uncle to you children, hasn't he?
3: He's been wonderful. You're a darling, Judge.
1: Well, as I say,
3: I.
6: What the dickens? Hello?
5: Have I to speak to Mr. Gildersleeve for just a moment?
6: Gildersleeve? Hold the wire. Peavy again.
1: <laughs> it's not Peavy, it's a man named Johnson. Hello? Hello? Mr. Gildersleeve,
5: your house is on fire.
1: I told you, Johnson, I can't be bothered tonight. Goodbye. Uh, darn pest. What were you saying, Horace? Well, I'd been intending to save
6: these things till the children were 21. And I got to thinking. The allotted span of man is three score years and ten. After all... I've arrived
1: now. Horace, you're not feeling sick. Oh, no. That is nothing out of the ordinary. I never saw you looking better. Did you, children?
3: I think he looks great. I never saw him looking younger.
1: Of course. You live many a long year yet, old friend. Many a long, happy, prosperous year, I hope.
3: Sure, Judge.
2: The first hundred years are the hardest.
1: <laughs> uh, Leroy means well, Horace. I know he does. Leroy is... F- <laughs> uh. Let me answer that, Horace. Is that fellow Johnson? I'll break his neck. Hello.
5: Mr. leave.
1: Is that you, Johnson?
5: No, this is Peavy. I, <laughs> I uh, just wanted to know
1: if you got the message. Yes, I got it. Ye gods, what do you think I am? A half-wit? Are you there, Johnson?
5: Yes, I'm here, but I don't know what to say. This is Peavy.
1: <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, Johnson. But if you see Peavy, tell him to stick to the drug business. Peavy is an idiot. Well, (laughs) goodbye. Yes, Judge, I've been thinking. I might send Leroy east to college after all. There's something about those little colleges back there. They're so old, and they have such wonderful traditions. It'd give me real pleasure to
6: recommend Leroy to the Committee on Admissions. Real pleasure.
1: All right, George, I'll do it. Make a gentleman out of him. At
6: the same time, I believe he'd enjoy it. I certainly enjoyed my own undergraduate days.
1: Sure. Say, kids, have you ever heard the judge tell about the time he stole the chapel bell when he was in college? <laughs> tell him, Horace.
2: Yeah, tell
6: him, Go
1: on, tell him. Oh, you'll love this. <laughs>
6: well, it was like this. Yeah. There was a little gang of us. Yeah, I remember. Were sophomores at the time. <laughs> yeah. One
4: night, we all...
0: There are millions of crippled little girls and boys and grown-ups, too, who will find better health, occupation, and joy this year because of the aid and comfort you give in your purchase of Easter Seals. When the mailman brings your envelope of Easter Seals, you will know that whatever you give will go to bring comfort to a half million crippled children, about seven million crippled adults, and nearly 15,000 war veterans. The National Society for Crippled Children and Adults has 42 state societies working to make this silver anniversary Easter Seal campaign
1: its most successful. The greatest investment one can make is an investment in human life. You can invest in the life of crippled children by keeping your quota of Easter Seals. Good night, folks.
0: Have you tried Kraft's delicious prepared mustards? They're really different. Creamy smooth for easy spreading and blending, seasoned with extra care to bring out that true mustard flavor. For the folks in your family who like a mustard that's mild and delicately spiced, the variety to buy is Tangy Golden Kraft Salad Mustard. And to please sharper tastes, there's another popular variety, the Kraft Mustard with Snappy Horseradish added. Why not buy both kinds? Get them flavor fresh from your dealer tomorrow. Ask for Kraft Horseradish Mustard and Tangy Golden Kraft Salad Mustard. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.